0: Welcome back. Tonight, I chatted with Jover, a drift aficionado in AE86 OG, and with David, the head honcho at Fitted, about what they're up to and kind of where they've been. The episode ranges from trips to Tokyo to run the roads of Guma to celebrating car culture in Canada with Fitted. What really comes out in the chat with these guys is the inclusive nature of being enthusiastic about cars, but more importantly, about being committed and reaping the rewards when you dig, learn, and earn it. Jover sounds like he's in the back row, so apologies for that, but had a few mic issues. I'm still working out. But I do hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I did. This is the Bucket Seat Podcast. Um, awesome.
1: Or spit your drink
0: out of it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to dive into it here, guys, yeah, then. So you, guys. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the Bucket Seat Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Byrne, and this is episode 16. So I have the pleasure of, uh, of having two really interesting guys on the show tonight. Um, the, this is the first time we've ever met, and I'm welcoming them to my home and to the podcast. This is pretty cool. Um, so I have uh, Jover and I have David. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Jover. Thanks for having us. And so maybe what you can do is, um, we'll start with you, David. Um, you know, I know a little bit about both of you guys, but I think this is one of the cool things about the show is I get a chance to like let you guys kind of explain who you are, what you've been doing, and then I ask you a whole bunch of really annoying questions, but it ends up <laughs> turning out pretty cool. So. David, I know that you have. Um, I believe you're the head honcho at Fitted <laughs> uh, Fitted Lifestyle. I'm not sure what the, the formal name is, but um, maybe give us like a little bit of background on what Fitted is and um, how it all fits into this wonderful world of automotive we all seem to love.
1: Sure. Um, so it's it's just officially called Fitted and. Um, head-on show is just me trying to be funny but it wasn't really funny yeah but uh but i am the founder and um i started the the idea or the brand in 2010 and um basically it's an automotive lifestyle event Mm, um but uh its birth actually started when i just wanted to just get together with a whole bunch of like-minded individuals car enthusiasts and we wanted to just get together and find a common ground. Even it started out in a parking lot, you know, nice. like like all carpets yeah. usually do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it started out in a parking lot, and then with little to no like um, marketing or advertising, it was just like a couple bunch of people that we all congregated on a board, uh, uh, a discussion board um, yep. back then. And was uh, that
0: was that like a Fitted forum at the time? Yeah, or? yeah.
1: So to for, to not confuse anyone, so Fitted is kind of like this. Um, I guess pseudo slang term for having aggressively fitted wheels on a car and usually lower the car too as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, we were on like, uh, I think it was like the the Fat Lace (laughs) Haliflush board, which was this Mm -hmm. uh, company based out of um, California. Right, right, um, right. they, They were huge in the movement and... Uh, people worldwide were all kind of like congregating there to like sh- post up pictures of their cars, ask questions about how to like do things to their their, their to their wheels and t- stretch tires and right. stuff. Um, I ended up meeting a couple of other people in Toronto, and um, we all got together and said like, "I'm just gonna move that a little yeah. closer
0: for you. We'll move it back over for Joe." Yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, we all kind of got together and said like, "Hey, let's uh, let's let's all meet." Um, so that's exactly what we did in 2010 and um, 75 to 100 cars showed up. and wow that was through a, just like a discussion of five people on the board and I guess everyone was creeping. Really? Yeah everyone was creeping and just listening uh-huh. in on our little conversation on the internet, but they right. showed up too as well. And uh, little did we know um, we had something there. yeah. It originally actually started out with a different name. It was called uh, "stretch and poke," which is a nut, and yeah. Poke. I know yeah. that that brings a lot of weird <laughs> connotations, not, not but a few but, in yeah, yandos, but... yeah, which is exactly why we ended up changing it to the word "fitted." But um, <laughs> but we 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 uh, we were actually the word "stretch and poke," which is you know stretching your tires. Poke is the amount of, uh, you Camber? Know, uh, yeah, the amount of camber and the amount of distance your wheels were sticking out if uh, you're right, looking right, at right, it from right. a, a yeah. rear or front perspective. Yeah um yeah and then that's how it began and we just kind of it just i don't know it just kind of just expanded and every year it's just gotten bigger and bigger and i remember showing up the second year changing the parking lot locations because we got ejected out of the first one
2: um,
1: because of the size of people and then um i remember thinking i was showing up early by being there half an hour early um and there was like 100 to 200 cars there already and I was like who are all these people like I've never seen these people before but I Guess the whole movement had started like, you know growing, right? Yeah. 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 It's crazy,
0: right? Some go-getters ready to get out there Yeah,
1: so I guess with a little bit of more efforts and more planning and not showing up half-hour early and uh, (laughs) we actually have our own Venue and uh, an actual annual event um, every year. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and do you do one a year uh we typically did one a year and uh last year we deviated we did three events we wow. were yeah we, we were pretty aggressive and uh in in our reach so we actually went all the way down to ottawa for the montreal demographic oh wow. uh, we did of course our our um annual toronto one mm-hmm. and then we did um kind of like a season ending one in august at ontario place that oh, was our wow. big, that was our biggest one ever yeah
0: God I can't okay. believe, like, I feel like I'm so out of touch and maybe it's because I have two kids, my son's like two and a <laughs> half, and my daughter's like three and a half months. But I can't believe that I haven't like run into you guys somehow, some way before all of this., um, it's kind of crazy. I actually try to
1: stay away from car stuff after <laughs> outside of fitted, like after that, like, like, I don't even have a fixed-up car, confession right now, full disclosure. But uh, <laughs> but I used to. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm more into vintage motorcycles now, so mm. I mean, that's what I that's what I'm on during the summer and. Cool. It's all old dudes. So yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, cool. Yeah. The doors. Yeah, the doors that. right over there. I <laughs> think <Yeah. laughs> yeah, we're
3: gonna appreciate that aesthetic anyway. There's a common sort of thread between the drifting community as well as yeah, agreed. Uh, the fitted sort
0: of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I mean, I think there's like. I've always seen such a range of it going from You know, like super aggressive crazy crazy angle to like what you're talking about with like the with like the poke You know, it's like when you get that super nice like proper stance when it's flush But for me, it's like I don't need too much camber But like tight flush really nicely fitted all the way around love
1: that look like yeah, absolutely love that look I mean it transforms a car Yeah, um we do like the crazy cars, obviously, but um, yeah, my personal interests are you know exactly what you said. So you know, nice, clean, complete package, yeah, like, well thought out, not haphazardly put together. Um, yeah, you know, it's not a it's not a competition about how much camber or angle you have in <laughs> wheels, right? But, yeah, totally. Yeah, so. Where
0: you're like your contact patch is like
1: two and a half centimeters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does exist. We've seen it at the totally. Show. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yes, those are those are kind of cool to look at too. As well, it's not my cup of tea, but uh-huh. um, but
0: you know yeah. everybody's you know. It, I'm just happy that there is that there are there's a full range of enthusiasm for automotive, and that happens to be one of them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like there's guys that do crazy rat rods. I think that's super badass. I Love rat rods. You know? Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's guys that like to go like as as stock and from the factory as you possibly can. You right. know? And you get like an EG Civic that just looks like it rolled out of the factory. I think that's super cool too. You know? It's like when you get to for me, it's like lifted like super lifted crazy trucks that really like bro trucks that have no real no real i guess reason for being other than they just are huge crazy lifted trucks that's just not my deal (laughs) that's just not my deal but um i love some badass trucks though obviously like grew up in the middle of nowhere and so i saw a lot of that but yeah so with with fitted like what do you see the like what's the like what's next for you guys I mean I saw on your site that you've got this kind of content lab I saw a couple of pretty cool films that you've got on there look like I mean I don't know if was it an E30 BMW with a really interesting very
1: tattooed very sexy female? <laughs> yeah that's that was the uh, one of our tattoo models survey uh, um, so that was about two years ago and yeah. uh, the content studio is kind of like this uh, passion project I guess right Um, we, we push it under fitted, but, um, it's, there's no branding on it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like, um, we don't, we don't like emblazon the video with product and stuff like that. If there's any like, um, I guess, um, supplementary, uh, accessories or, or tools within the video, it's meant to kind of like just complete the entire video flow. Like it's not mindless, like boom, like. Here's a Rolex watch or something like that. You know? <clears throat> and are you guys doing that like as like are you being um,
0: contracted by someone to do it? Or are you guys kind of doing it as like a showpiece for now and just like
1: passion project kind of stuff? Yeah, it's um, passion project. Like I consider myself a creative, even though I'm not really classically trained in design. Mm. Um, and it's because I'm too cheap to hire a designer too. So I'll just like <laughs> try to like learn it on my own. Yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, I actually ended up meeting this really good cinematographer his name's uh alex um aka sasha svistanov um he's this um, russian uh crazy guy with the camera like, you know, he's, <laughs> he's he's amazing like yeah the, like
0: next level the camera work was really nice on yeah. both of those videos like i that, yeah. like in my day-to-day profession like we i mean a majority of what we produce is all video content and oh, so yeah. like i had to work some with some pretty interesting kind of Well-versed teams and when I saw yours,
1: I was like, holy shit, there's a really
0: nice polish. There's a really nice finish to it all
1: Yeah, um, I I feel I exactly, you know, feel the same way Um, When I met him like we just kind of like hit it off Like we're just like speaking the same language and he had the same caliber of quality that I I would only like You know aim for and he was just kind of like constantly focused in his craft and I Mm -hmm. totally respected that and um, I told him, like, hey, I want to do a film. And he was, like, saying, is it going to be a commercial or whatever? And I was like, nah, like, let's just do something related to the culture. Yeah. Um, kind of like a supplementary piece to just kind of, like, reinforce, like, what we're all about, what the lifestyle is about. And um, we've been consistently doing it. This year, we actually never did. We didn't do a film this year. And that was based upon schedules. But we do have some stuff planned for release in 2017. So hopefully that'll make up for the bit of hiatus in 2016. Cool. Yeah. What does the
0: what does the whole fitted crew do in the winter? <laughs> um. Well, the whole fitted
1: crew is just me. And then, <laughs> right. So I mean, so you're literally,
0: so you're literally the one man
1: show behind fitted. I'm the one man show. I do have um, a behind the scenes partner. That's Arthur. He actually does a lot of the event logistics. So he's a cool. he's the event director. Um, he works for Rockstar Games uh, full time. Wow. Yeah. And uh, whenever I ask him anything about Rockstar, he's just like can't say anything. Or something. But, <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's yeah. like, if the game's on the shelf, yeah. we can talk about it. Yeah. He's
3: got a pretty pretty cool car though. Like, yeah.
1: OG, Subaru, like you know, it's been around. Oh for man, a while. yeah. I feel like that's another like. No wait, What is it? Because you when yeah. as soon as you said Subaru, you got me interested. <laughs> so, I, I'm not. Sh- was, is it a GC chassis? Yeah, it's a GC, G-C mm-hmm. chassis. He's the
3: first guy that I remember had a wide body on that Subaru GC. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: and I and I hope I'm saying this right, but I think he's the only surviving trial wide body, uh, GC um subaru in the world no i think there was shit. like three kits made one was stolen what and then one exists with actual trial in japan manufacturer and he's got the other one and that's it like yeah. never manufactured one it. yeah one no of a kind yeah, yeah oh
0: my god you guys have got to send me so i want i'd love yeah. to see that car it's,
1: it's a complete track converted beast now too right yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, ah. just because it just can't run oh legally on the road yeah
0: I don't know if you guys saw it. When I was in Japan, I got to go to the um, like the STI uh, Museum, and I got to sit in car 00022B. Uh, Sweet. And uh, it was like, Surreal, they don't huh? open it up ever, yeah. but because I was there and because my clients are super Canada, you know, they just the, the hospitality is unbelievable, and um, the guys that were there uh, saw me just myself and a couple of the product guys just like drooling over the car and um and then he, he disappeared for a second and he came back and he had keys in his hand and I was like oh my god he opened it up and immediately <laughs> one of the guys jumps in and um I, as he kind of got in I was I, I'm taking pictures of him and then he looks back and he's like do you want to get in I was like ah. <laughs> I actually debated not getting in the car because uh, I was like, what if I yeah. you know, if I sit in it wrong and I like snap like something like some weird piece of the bolster <laughs> on the seat or like, you know, like I put my hand on the wheel and crank it down or something. But um, I got in and I was just like lightly sitting there. Just it was crazy. It was such a cool moment. But anyways, Sweet. I digress. Uh, yeah, the Subaru stories run uh, run pretty deep with me. But that sounds like a pretty damn cool car. I'd love to see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um we should probably send you some photos over yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: i don't like you know it's it's funny like with the whole with the show and the bucket seat um you know i i i still have like my bucketseat.ca site um i just found like between my day job doing this having the instagram page and the kids and everything all in between it's like my the site kind of falls behind so i've really focused on getting the podcast out and keeping up the Instagram page. But what would be really cool is if you had some interesting photos or I could take a few shots of it and make sure it gets up on the page too. Cause yeah, I'm sure we can arrange something like that. would be super yeah. cool. There's
1: not enough hours in the day. I no, totally, I totally get oh it. Oh my man. God, man.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> it's crazy. Um, so Jover, um, I, you know, I, I was saying to you before we started here too, like I, 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 I try to make sure I know a little bit about everybody who's coming in before and, uh as soon as i started falling you know like i immediately see like the dead machine connection yeah, and then crazy. i see you know your 86 and then we start talking and of course chris miggs comes up shout out to chris miggs if you ever listen to this <laughs> um uh, because i think the 86 community uh, is you know it runs uh, it's it's a pretty tight knit community yeah, and then nice. you know for me on top of it too because you know i'm so uh, close and you know i, I helped to run the subaru brand um you know the BRZ is yeah. just such like a close part of what I see every day too. I mean, such a badass car comes under some criticisms from some you know underpowered They'll you know never. critics, <laughs> but they don't understand. <laughs> That's right. Um, but um, you know, super fascinating to me with the whole the genesis from the, to the best of my understanding, the genesis of the entire drift culture coming from the A86. And yeah. when I was out uh, in Tokyo a couple months ago or a month and a half ago. And we're at Subaru's test track, like it's up in Guma. Yeah. And if you ever followed, you know, initial D, you know, like it's that's <laughs> yeah. that is right the yeah. origin, you I, know. I
3: rented an E86 and drove up to that mountain. No, there. oh, crazy! It was snowy, it was, it you, was so odd. Yeah.
0: So, you got like the like in Japan, you got <laughs> like the Hachiroku,
2: yeah.
3: Like, my <laughs> friends rented a GTR, no, uh, shit. a really done up track. S two thousand. The funny thing is, the S two thousand blew up, so then we had to call them and apologize, They're apologizing <laughs> to us because oh, thing broke. Oh, crazy! And they Dave, uh, could you just push that a little MSX. closer for me? Yeah. Thank you. They sent us an NSX. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, wow.
0: What, what a so shitty, so uh, you know, like replacement car. <laughs> and were yeah, you guys okay. like? So you guys uh, had rented a car, like cars for like a couple of days, just to like yeah, go out no, and rip. Well,
3: for me, okay. So the GTR and the S two thousand was like a few hours rental but I ended up renting the Corolla for 24 hours. Sweet. So didn't sleep. I basically drove from Mount Fuji area yeah. to Gunma, because um, my friend lived in Gunma, so we all packed in the Corolla after we rented these cars, oh, and drove over to Gunma. <laughs> and five of, five of us in like, this Corolla yeah. had like, you know the warning bell that you hear initial D? At yeah. 100 kilometers an hour just goes ding, yeah. ding. But you see that warning bell when it's old, it gets a little bit irregular, so it goes ding. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> like, it was so frustrating, but it was hilarious. Just living that visceral experience with uh, mm. some of my closest friends, the Garage Collective guys. And uh, shout out to my buddy Alan Bo over in uh, Japan. Cool. Who's uh, also doing a uh, documentary on drifting. No shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Drift Hunter is what he's working on. No okay. kidding. He, he was there too. And. Um, yeah, I got to go see that. They told me exactly where that area was in Gunma Prefecture. That, right. Yeah. You know where where that uh, where the track was laid up for Mount Akina. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Yeah.
0: Oh man, I wish that I just had some extra time because you know, like we get when I was there, it was. Um, uh, it, of course, it's like it's like your buddy at Rockstar. It's like there's only so much I can talk about from like when we were there, like what we did yeah. when we were there. But I mean, you get into. Subaru's test facility, which is in like the basin of mm-hmm. like the mountain range, right through there in like North Guma. and um, you know we're we got to drive some pretty cool stuff, and they've got like a proper track, but they've also got. It looks like, you know, gun turrets up above. There's, oh, wow. you yeah, know no, There's no, like no. helicopters flying over like with long lenses trying to take pictures of the all the prototype cars and the cars and camouflage and stuff like that. So it's crazy. But wow. all I could imagine while I was there on a beautifully manicured track and like a super cool infield and some super tight stuff. Actually, you know what? If you ever watch uh, it's lo- uh, an episode of Launch Control on YouTube, it's on Subaru USA's page, uh, Bucky Lassick got to go drive it in, yeah. uh, it in the 207. Yeah. And uh, so they did actually get to the film there for that. So anyways, you can get a good look at it. It's their, like, secret test track. It's really cool. Uh, but anyways, when I was up there, and, and all I could think about was, like, the history in those hills uh, and how much yeah. I would love to have spent a couple of days just to go drive out there. So so you got to do that. You got to go spend some time there. You got to rent, yeah. you know. You got
3: to drive Mazda Turnpike. You know, all those things oh, that uh, every... Fanboy of drifting, yeah. track car, and JDM culture. I guess. Yeah. Got uh, we got to do. Uh, oh man, that's a pretty intense uh, thing. Cause we got to see Tokyo Auto Salon, and then I remember we also went to Nico Circuit, which is a very popular drift circuit. They had a, a, a basically a drift day there, mm-hmm. and I remember hearing the cars before we got there, and we got closer, and my eyes lit up, and like my eyes lit up because there was a whole row of Corollas. Right and A eighty sixes and right. I was like, this is where I want to be. Yeah, yeah, like I belong here. I'm just watching these guys do drift trains all day long, and it was just amazing to see that. Wow, oh, that's fucking yeah. awesome. And after that, we got to do the whole like romantic cars, and you know, we also did the Tokyo lifestyle thing, and right, yeah, very car centric sort of thing. We were a little more itaku about like you know, like right being being there, and you know, it's all a car trip basically.
0: Yeah, yeah oh man the next time i go back because i mean i typically do like two trips a year or i, I will be scheduled to do two trips a year oh i'd love gosh. to like reach you know reach <laughs> out to some of your guys too because i'd love to spend an extra day or two that's outside of like our typical agenda and um, and get to just like experience a bit more of japan's car culture because i only got to like get a tiny little taste of it and fell in love with it but
1: <laughs> it's, it's never enough yeah. yeah when you're down there you're just like oh man i could have like I should spend like one extra day in Hakone or something like that or Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I
0: also want to go I also want to go snowboarding while I'm there. I've heard it's just like absolutely oh, yeah. phenomenal.
3: do that too? Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody so you guys went, you guys did it right. Anthony did
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about tell me about your car. Tell okay, me about so, your 86 or your 86 is. Okay,
3: so the first 86 I ever got was uh, the first car I bought was back in 1999. Um, basically it started off as a supercharged Corolla. It was the most expensive one I saw in the auto trader. While at that time, like, you know, nobody really cared. There's a whole bunch of thousand dollar Corollas. Right. And the funny thing is I saw this ad for an 886 for like $8,500. Oh man. I'm like, what the heck? This guy, he listed a few parts of like HKSs and all that. Yeah. And I thought, well, it was kind of cool. Let's go check it out. I just want to see what like. A cool, non-rusty version of this car would be, and a little background story, my uncle owned one, and my other uncles have owned vintage Toyotas as well, including MR2s and Celicas, so, oh, I nice. really kind of had, like, ingrained upbringing for a love of old school Toyotas. Right, place, right? yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, when I went, went to go check out this car, I asked the guy, hey, like, you know, let me check out this car, let me go for a test drive, and they go, okay, go ahead. I found out it was supercharged. So I had the uh, 4AG ZD out of the MR2 supercharged car. Right. And I remember driving it, and I immediately felt the connection. This was the car I wanted to have. I right. <laughs> test drove all these other $1,000 cars and saw the rust buckets. Yeah. And I decided this one was going to be it. And I remember sitting down at a table at this Chinese cafe up in Markham, and I'm talking <laughs> to these guys, and they're like, you know what? We like you. We didn't want to sell it to another guy. Um, and basically, they had a, like, a dysfunctional way of thinking about, like, who they're going to sell to. Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't want to sell it to a certain race. And I thought, man, <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: hey, they just wanted to go to a good home. Yeah, yeah. they wanted to go to, yeah. to yeah, go yeah. a good
3: home. And they wanted to actually see it at the street races, still Because they would tell me how the car would beat Integra's and, mm-hmm. you know... Um, at that time, I guess the E thirty was pretty popular too, right? Right. And um, yeah, they were like, we wanted to go to a good home, so you know, we'll knock a couple thousand off and take the wheels off, and we'll change the steering wheel to another steering wheel. Wow. So, after that, a week after, I just picked it up. Gave him a $4,800 check, you know, the first little car loan I ever had.
0: No kidding. So came you came, It came down from 85 to 48 Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> my like, God. Yeah. And so, what did they do? Did they take the original wheels off it and give yeah, you a different set?
3: They had a set of Volk Fin wheels on it, like that I. Wow. It's funny enough because uh, years later, I found a same, similar type of set at a back of a warehouse and they asked the guy how much and he said 200 bucks no kidding <laughs> yeah. oh my god he had no he had no clue did he yeah he had no clue i asked him what kind of rooms do you have and he was like oh, i got these old i don't know what they are <laughs> you're like oh my god
0: yeah no those are garbage uh, i'll take them off your hands for free yeah, exactly <laughs> a lot of that a lot
3: of that sort of thing happens in my 86 lifestyle right um. So after owning that, I mean, I've always been looking at option magazines and yeah. Japanese culture. Looking at, I never, I can't read kanji, but I could read the numbers. Yeah. So I'd pause the videos, for example, and look at the numbers and what they're using for equipment, like you know, sixty four HKS cams for the intake, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And that's where it's sort of the way that I kind of learned things, and also at that time. Uh, message boards weren't a thing so much. It was more like there's uh, there's a thing called Toy Mods List mm-hmm. where people would actually get email lists of, like, uh, you know, a, a common thread, like a really long thread of right. discussion about cars. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it started off with that, and the funny thing is that I found about owning an 86, because I was into it before having, an, having initially become popular. The funny thing is, like, I watched... Things like on the internet grow from, like, eBay was a new thing. And I remember seeing, like, maybe five results on eBay from, Uh if you type in 886. Yeah, yeah. Into becoming pages and pages long in the future. And the way that we communicate and share information nowadays, it's, you know, from the early 2000s to where we are now, it's so different. Now you can just kind of Google search and find out how to do certain things.
0: Yeah, I tell you, You had to dig then.
3: Yeah, you had to really dig. You really had to hit up some OGs. And some OGs (laughs) were, like very reluctant to give you information because they were very tight about I get that. how much research they had to do. I get that. They wanted you to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I have a you very,
0: a very good friend of mine. His, like his kind of, he's a crazy DJ and his, uh, his mentor was all about that. It was like, exactly. I'm not just going to give you this. You have to go, you've got to find it. You got to dig games. for it. You got to understand why you got to earn it. And yeah. then, and then you might be able to actually understand it, respected enough. So I totally get that. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense with like, cars too. You know, you don't want just everybody to have the coolest shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so yeah, I come from like the school nowadays of like you know, like I've seen I've seen things where internet memes are taking over the world, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of it is people feel that entitlement entitlement to be respected. Right. Whereas nowadays, like maybe it's me being the older person that I am <laughs> I, I feel like uh, respect is really earned. Yeah. So, like, Yeah. you know, I kind of respect uh, those people that shared that information with me early on mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> helped deep. me become, like, you know, kind of, like, not I'm not really guru. I'm not a technical guru, but I, I'm, a, I guess, a higher-tier enthusiast when it right. comes to A86s, Toyota culture, but also my biggest mainstay is drifting right you know that's uh i find where my passion is
0: right right well and i think that's an important thing as well to note for everybody who's listening is that it's not like you're just like building these cars or you have these cars you just like tuck away in your garage and you take out every once in a while for like a little fun drive through like some twisty roads like you're going out to the track and you're beating on it
3: oh yeah (laughs) my poor street car so basically this whole season in 2016 you know, I've taken a step back from the race car because I blew up the motor in the last event, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's a turbo now turbocharged S two thousand powered. I spent thousands of dollars, you know, on this motor right. and it blew up. But anyway. Sorry, like,
0: the the turbocharged S two thousand motor blew. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So
3: that blew up in the last event, two thousand fifteen. Mm-hmm. And then you know I've always okay, so that was my first Corolla. Yeah. It went from supercharged to now, it went to it also went to S two thousand NA to S two thousand turbocharger. Okay. Yeah. Right? So my second car, mind you, I've owned like probably ten eight sixes in my life. Like they've they've been parted out, they've been sold I've been That's uh, crazy. throwing a crap out of them, sold them to people. Yeah. And uh, whatever, right? I remember the the funniest thing is I had some guy out of the blue say, I've got seven thousand dollars and I bought this car for like three grand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Like Sure, buddy. Here, yeah, yeah. All yours. Seven thousand dollars. This is before, like nowadays, you can't even find a car for seven thousand dollars. Like, oh my God, you can't even find just the car. Inflating. Yeah. In value.
0: No, I've got my like Auto Trader filters set, and I <laughs> never see
1: them ever. No, exactly. It's and like that Porsche nine eleven effect that's happening now, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. The Porsche nine yeah. eleven thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, what people don't realize when it comes to enthusiast cars like this, is that. It sold to buddies, so I have a buddy, George, who contacted me a few years ago that said, you know, i moved to the States now, and I can't really, don't wanna take my car down with me. How about you buy it?
0: Right, sorry, and he had an 86. Yeah, he right. had
3: this, which is the car that eventually became my street car, which is, yeah, I drive it on the street, but it's more of another secondary track car. <laughs> nice. So, for the past couple of years, this car has been taking and beating and driven it to tracks as far as Michigan. Wow. And drive it back. Like, That's amazing. I mean, like, people are, like, you know, my friends are, like, blow motors in Michigan and, like, you know, blown, blown differentials and brake parts on their S13s. And this car just kept taking it. Yeah. I mean, mind you, now the motor's a bit more tired, but uh, <laughs> I think the car loves it. So, <laughs> I love it because it's such awesome. a versatile car. I can take it and get groceries and do my laundry. But at the same time, you know, I drive it to the track. Beat the crap out of and have fun. And, like,
0: and you, you drive, drive it home.
3: Yeah, I drive it home. Exactly. <laughs> I do have a backup plan. I do operate a tow truck on your friendly neighborhood tow Right. 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 If Anybody needs a tow, just call me. I'll give you a good rate. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Honestly, though, honestly, though,
0: it's like it's like knowing it's like knowing a good lawyer. It's like, you know, knowing a doctor in the family, like knowing somebody who who has like links for the tow truck is pretty damn valuable to uh, people like us. Yeah, Yeah,
3: exactly. People don't plan ahead, you know, like they get into like a situation where they need to get bailed out of and they don't uh, they don't plan for who they're going to call. Yeah, where are they gonna take their car to? And you know what? A lot of people fall victim to the uh, the hustle that some of these guys
0: have. Oh yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure, for sure. So wait, so going back to yeah. to your cars. Now you're saying okay, so you've got you got your street car and you got your track car. That's right. Yeah, and so just explain to me the difference in like motor builds for those two then. What are okay. you running in your street car? What are you running in your drift car?
3: So I'm like, okay, so we'll go to the drift car. It's got an F20 seat powered car, so it's s three thousand motor. Okay. It's got a Garrett uh, 3076R uh, GTX uh, ball bearing turbo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, I only had one season with it, and, uh, but man, it's like... It's incredible. I remember the first time I took it out, it's got like a wastegate that goes through the head. <laughs> I thought I saw that on and your it Facebook. It startled yeah. the crap out of me the first time I took it on the track because it just saw this plume of smoke and I thought, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Mid drift, I'm like, boom, boom. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> right? And uh, me and my buddy Greg, I remember the the maiden voyage Voyager had in that setup. We were just giggling like little girls and, like <laughs> this amazing like feeling of like this thing has so much power, it's just like insane. Like, like
0: what like, do you have for power in that car?
3: Um, so when I when I got it tuned the last time, it mm-hmm. was just a street tune. My, mm-hmm. my tuner was estimating about 350 horsepower. Nice. But with the capability, wow. if we properly, you know, did a few, got rid of some of the issues, we could sure. easily break the 500 horsepower barrier. Jesus. Wow. And how much does the car weigh? uh remember when i um scaled it it was just under 2200 pounds oh that's forty cage too that's fucking crazy <laughs> that's yeah. uh
0: that's one hell of a power to weight ratio yeah yeah <laughs> they
3: put me in it then something you know 2500 pounds <laughs> <laughs> so then okay
0: so then what do you run in your streetcar
3: okay so the streetcar has got a 4eg it's got you know basic bolt-ons it's got cams and take header nice um you know lsd clutch It's got all the right parts. Um, My friend George is actually very good selecting proper, like TRD catalog. Nice. Um, you know, and I've got coilovers and a whole bunch of stuff that makes it drift really well. I mean, the fun part about having a car that was that's sort of like the street car that's underpowered. Yeah. Is that you can drive it at eleven tenths all day long. Uh, Totally. Totally. uh, You just keep it, you know. You know the, you know this term. If you're a Jeff guy, you know this term. Put the fuck down. You know you, you can keep it in into the firewall and you can have a good time.
0: You know. Yeah, it's the whole like the, that whole idea. Like all the criticism, like the BRZ still comes up and the FRS still comes up against today. And it's like the whole if you, it's a it's a momentum car right yeah. slow car fast you know how to drive it you're going to have some fun with it but Definitely. did you drive did you drive here tonight oh no you're on no oh, oh, I you got, got your my truck. Truck. I got my tow truck you <laughs> got your truck you got your truck i was like shit is it outside hey,
3: man, i just too in the snow that's pretty well <laughs> you that's see awesome. when everyone's home i work night shift, so when everyone's home and they, they do the snow warning thing. I'm yep. out there just slide, like sliding <laughs> all of Toronto. It's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, That's wicked. You know, don't don't catch me, constantly. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um so
0: what uh like what drift series do you run in?
3: Um okay, so I do a lot of the grassroots events. I'm an aspiring FD Canada driver. I mean, yep. I've always been on the driver roster. 2016 didn't happen for me though. Mm-hmm. But. Um, in 2017, I want to do the FD Canada series. Awesome! I want to get do... in there with
0: uh, Pat Sear?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Sear's an old school buddy of mine. Uh, Sears Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to I them. Mean, I've I been following those guys for a while. It's insane the amount of like work they put in and a lot of passion. You know what? Every one of those cars that he builds, I feel, is like an expression of who he is. Totally, man. So
0: yeah, I mean, I, just there's so much, there's so much like charisma and character to the cars that he builds and. I've emailed with him a couple of times when we wanted to do... Uh, originally, The Bucket Seat was supposed to actually be uh, like a video series. Oh, okay. And the directors, that I was, the directors that I was working with, I mean, bless their hearts. They're fucking awesome guys. They got a wicked opportunity and moved to LA. Oh, okay. And so it kind of squashed what we were going to do. Not to say we won't do it again at some point in time, but I was back and forth with Pat a bunch on getting out to his shop. He was going to be one of the first ones that we did this video on. Yeah. And it all kind of fell through, so I feel bad. But... Uh, I'd love to have him on the show someday just to do a podcast. But yeah, like I said, the, the caliber of cars that he's putting out oh, are yeah. top notch. So anyways, oh, yeah. uh, so you're going to you're, you're aspiring maybe next season for yeah, FD 17, Canada.
3: 2017 FD Canada. I just want to slam with friends. That's the most. OK, drifting, as much as it is a competition sport, I feel like it's a very participatory sport. Right. Meaning that you can go in with whatever you've grown and mm-hmm. have fun. So, like, I I remember watching, like, option videos and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, or best motoring videos, and I found that it was a fun thing to do. Yeah. I mean, like, the higher levels of competition, yes, there's a lot of equipment and a lot of, like, staff that basically you got your spotter, you got your tire guy, you got everyone in the crew doing a job. Right. And it's amazing to see because it's, like, Formula 1 and drifting, but at the same time, it's, um, I think it's almost like, um, um, it's sideways drag racing in a lot mm. of ways. It's uh, it's very technical.
0: That's an interesting. Way. I've never heard it described that way. It's a really interesting way to describe it.
3: Oh yeah, like the amounts of grip that you have to have in a modern day drift car and managing that amount of power of over a thousand horsepower. Right. Yeah. It's just uh, insane. Cause right? it's like you
0: kind of can't be in the game in FD with without a close to a thousand horsepower now, right?
3: Uh, yeah. Exactly. And you know what? The number one thing that I found because I've been there when Pat was competing on uh, the early days of FD or I guess not early days, but mid days of F- mid like 2010 or so. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of it has got to be the psychology. You see the psychology of racing really apply at the start line. And even especially when you're like chasing somebody and you're trying to get them all in the grill, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's amazing how much the psychology thing actually factors into this drifting thing, right. especially in the competition level when it comes to slanging with your friends. I mean, like you all try to find each other on the track and just like, Kind of tandem and get close right. and Find a touch rhythm. each other's fenders and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, with the GoPro sticking out the, the window. That's yeah, the totally. aspect, you know? Yeah. I'll, never, I'll never, 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 never uh, be not part of the grassroots thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like I have a saying called, we are the grassroots. And, like, you know, I've always wanted to turn it into an army of people that believe in, you know, drifting to be a participatory sport. Yeah. She bring a Mustang or she bring a Miata or A eighty six or, you know, Nissan Skyline, you know? Totally. Yeah. yeah. No nah,
0: man. I I I kick myself every day for having like I bought a um this was like I think it would have been back in like shit, it would have been in ninety eight. Yeah, like no ninety nine. Ninety nine, two thousand uh two thousand and one. Somewhere in that range, and I got a um Oh no! Shit! It would have been after that. Sorry. What am I thinking? Uh, no, that would have been like... Sorry. It's like two thousand and five. I'm thinking kind of in there. And um, I had a ninety-one two forty SX. Oh yeah. And you know, <laughs> like, and I bought it. Was crazy. It was such a cherry. I got it from the original owner. Oh wow. Uh, she was a uh, psychiatrist. She had the Formula Ford race car. She had like a fully built three fifty Z race car. Uh, and this 240 was her daily driver, and uh, and she'd had it like she'd babied it. She had it, like the Jim Wolf tuned ECU back when like nobody even knew what that was. Oh. She had before Nismo existed. She had all the Nissan Motorsports, uh, uh, all of like I had. Uh, what did I have? I had like uh, like a power brace, and I had like a bunch of suspension bits, a big bigger brake kit, before Nismo even existed, <laughs> and. This, I ended this up is a female, too. Yeah female yeah, too. That's, wow. that's, she was awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. She was single and just like all about being on the track. And when I went and bought it, it was kind of like the story that you'd told about your 86 when she didn't want to sell it to just anybody. <laughs> and no at the time I was working at Nissan's head office, and um, the gold for me was that I got parts for cost which included weird, obscure parts from, from warehouses in Japan that I didn't pay shipping on. It was awesome. I, I think I totally screwed that deal for anyone who worked there after that. But, um, anyways, because I would have loved to still to this day be able to get out because I never really got into the drift scene. And, I, you know, it just came down to like time and money for me. And I know you don't have to have a lot of money to be able to go out and like run a drift car. Just to have fun and slide with your friends, but um, I do really regret not having done that with mine because it's not like I'm gonna take my WRX out now and like come and slide around cool with the you. In the front, really. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. No, it's me. it's <laughs> true. It's he true. You know like, what? Man. I saw uh, <laughs> I saw a dude from Envy Auto. Yeah, rally
3: sexsmith. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah sexsmith. With yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I actually was
0: when I was at the rally, of the Tall Pines, uh, a couple weekends ago. He was like right beside me with I uh, maybe I don't know if his girlfriend or his wife. I heard some of the guys talking to him while I was taking videos of the guys, like Travis Pastrana was up, so he was like yeah. ripping by. I thought that was pretty cool. Couldn't help but overhear this. And I looked back and I was like, it's a pretty characteristic looking dude. <laughs> um, and when I heard them talking about MV Auto, I did a little bit of research and I was like, oh shit, that was Sexsmith. And yeah, he's got that rear wheel drive converted WRX. Yeah, I well, thought That was pretty J.
3: badass. Is that 1J a 2J, bro? Is it a 2J? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Um no, I love that whole idea about grassroots and like getting people involved. Because I mean, to get out to a drift day versus like a time attack day, it's not like you're spending a lot more money on getting into the track, is it?
3: A lot of expendables and also a lot of parts breaking. And of course, you're bringing tires, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's still like a cost factor to it. But if you're like me and bring your streetcar out, which is like barely 100 horsepower. Yeah. I mean, your tire usage is not going to be that much. And you know what? I always tell people when they ask me how to drift, Right. go out there and go fast as you can. Learn how, where the limits of the car is before you start yanking the e-brake at like 50 kilometers an hour into a turn. I mean, like you're <laughs> yeah. not going to get past the apex, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And anything beyond like, you know, if you pull your e-brake halfway through the turn and then you accelerate out is to me just a power slide. Yeah. So well, I tell people find the limits of the car, go as fast as you can. Do a few lapping days even before mm-hmm, you
0: can. Mm-hmm. Learn the limits of like the natural yeah. limits of the car. Feel the thresholds before you can start to exactly, push it, right?
3: Exactly, Feel out how uh, weight transfer works because to me, I don't, I, my e-brake doesn't even work in my street car, right? So it's, <laughs> <No> <laughs> it's all weight transfer. Right. It's all like, you know, it's all managing how much weight you have for the front wheels and the back wheels. and. Once you get the transition to the front wheels, the back just steps up naturally, and you just stomp on it and keep those wheels spinning. Right. Up to the corner exit.
0: Are there any like, to the best of your knowledge, like, especially like, I find a lot of people that are listening been like sending me a bunch bunch of messages because they find I'll get like so immersed in our conversations that I forget to ask them some of the questions that I know people have been asking me, and it's like when it comes to kind of what you're explaining now, if somebody wanted to get in drifting right now. Um, you know, there's a couple of like great podcasts, like the guys at like the smoking tire and the Hooniverse yeah. and, you know, driving will awesome, like listen to those guys all the time. Amazing California dudes. But in Canada, it's just like, it's so different. Um, and obviously we have winter now. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. If you no. want to understand also the dynamics of a car when it gets a little bit snowy, a little bit icy, you can do that. Uh, but there's also some pretty cool like schools and programs that you can get into in California that yeah. don't cost a lot of money, but you get to go to a track day and just slide a car around. Mm-hmm. Is there anything like that, to your knowledge, in, I mean, in around Toronto?
3: Common things uh, is open lapping track uh, drift days. Uh, Top Drift has a very consistent series, as well as uh, <clears throat> sorry, as well as some other series that are in in Toronto. I mean, Top Drift being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Drift Ops is, you know, they're the OG back-in-the-day crew that's recently come back to do a couple of events in uh, 2016. Cool. Drift um, Ops, you said? Drift Ops. Yeah. And, and, like, if you approach a guy that you can see that actually knows what they're doing and ask him, hey, man, can you show me a few things and maybe I can ride along with you? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I've always found that drifting to be sort of a mentorship sort of thing where you teach somebody the ropes. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to jump in on the skin pad and show them how to do things that's and awesome that, that's that's the you know like i'm a little bit older now and i like want to see the legacy of where my life was going to be past you know my existence here i was playing right and um you know i've been looking at how i can extend my life throughout generations and you know maybe it's through helping others have fun
0: that's you know? awesome isn't that great like, i love it man no that's, that's so that's good it's I like i want to be in life the value of being able to, like, pass that on and see somebody else enjoy it, I think, is, yeah. No, that's, that's like, next level.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I just, I mean, this summer I was teaching my uh, girlfriend's daughter. She's 16, and uh, she was actually doing donut sessions in the streetcar at the skid pad at <laughs> Shannonville. You know, like, that really that really touched me inside. That, that, that made me happy Yeah. to see that she had an interest in that. And, like, being a girl it never became a barrier for her. Never, She never thought I'm too girly for this. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a girly girl, but... She wants to try this out. And That's awesome. it was really, really cool. Yeah, there's
0: no reason why you can't get behind the wheel. It doesn't matter, you know, color, race, gender, whatever it happens to be. You get behind the wheel of a car, If you can you feel it out and slide it.
3: <laughs> I'll tell you, like, I've, I've had, <laughs> I've actually had a girl passenger tell me once before, you know, that this was better than sex, quote unquote. <laughs> I just thought, man, you know, you haven't been with me yet. But, you know. <laughs> You're like that's awesome. <laughs> that is pretty awesome.
0: Uh, what do you um like? What do you guys see in terms of like? I think earlier we were just you, you know, uh, David, you'd you touched on or you'd mentioned the um, like the whole nine eleven bubble, um, and that's something yeah. that you know I've seen. It's like it's just. It has made its way through automotive oh, today in terms of what I've been looking at. I remember, uh, you know, I was looking at 911 SCs seven years ago, and I found okay. one around the corner from here. It's like the classic sob story, it's like the fishing story. It was this big, but yeah. Um, you know, someone
3: the over there on Brock.
0: There is one, yeah. Yeah, I you know that one. Yeah, I know exactly drover. that one. So <laughs> you're creeping in a car. This, this was a this was a different one. It was like this guy's dad had bought it, had passed it to him. It was in this like crazy, weird, like kind of sea foamy color. Okay. Uh, black interior. It was the SC, right? Like it was nothing. It wasn't too crazy. It wasn't a carrera and. Um, he was asking, I remember laying in bed we used to rent out this before but we, so we just used to have it upstairs and I was laying in bed with my wife and I was like showing her the car. she thought it was so awesome. She's really into it and uh, she's like, well how much is it? How much do you think it is? And she said something <laughs> like it was like you know like 30 grand or something um, and at the time it was thirteen thousand eight hundred dollars um, and I I passed on it. Because I just, I was like, ah, You're I just going to see those days come back. And I'll yeah, find yeah. another one. Yeah. Of course. I'll find another one. Uh, no, it there was nothing like I went and looked at that car and it was so mint. Um, I think it had honestly about 85,000 kilometers and it was like all original. It had been stored every winter, like everything that you want out of the car. And I missed it. Um, so I'm seeing that now. Like you can't find one for less than like let's call it 30 Canadian at least. Oh yeah. Somewhere in that range, just even for an SC, 30 is
1: like generous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, But I guess my question is too, like talking about like what, like the drift culture is all about. I don't see the drift culture going away anytime soon. Um, And I do see this like emergence now of a lot more affordable cars. Like I do this segment called the $15,000 used car challenge. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, and it's like so many people feel like cars are, are just aren't, affordable they can't find something cool or you know whatever the excuses are it's i always i can find some really cool cars in 15 minutes under fifteen thousand dollars. so you put a little bit of work (laughs) in like you can find some cool shit um caveat always being that yeah they may have higher kilometers than you know some other examples that you might pay more for and you might have to put some maintenance money into them but so be it that's car ownership if you want to do the used thing What do you guys see the, like, what do you guys see the, you know, the S13s um, of the world or, like, the 86s of the world being in, like, five years and this whole, like, not only like the drift scene because i mean i think the drift scene has like merged into this whole like world of fitted as well where you get you know you get like the s13s and the s15s that are super dope and they're definitely not going to the track but they look absolutely incredible and it's been very influenced by what drifting has done for kind of our car culture so really interested to know what you guys think are like what are the hot cars that are coming in that are Affordable and are going to be, you know, I, I guess, paid attention to the way that some of these more famous kind of cars in our culture are now.
1: I, I, I kind of don't want to answer that so that no <laughs> one can buy them. <laughs> I totally
0: hear that. You know what? That's very fair. That's very fair.
1: But it's interesting question because um, I I think as soon as like something gets really popularized then all of a sudden people want to jump on the proverbial bandwagon. Totally. Right? Yeah, that's true. So I mean like, uh, you know, back in the 98, 99 days when I had met Jover too, um, like, you know, 86s were were not a dime a dozen, you know, and if they were, they weren't like incre- incredibly expensive. Right. But as soon as Initial D hit North America, like yeah. the cartoon, all of a sudden like, you know, e- even our mutual friend Nick had bought one too. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> so I mean like, like it, that that craze just hit you know and everyone yeah. was like looking for for that car i don't know what the market is for 86 oh right man now. like you yeah. can't
3: find one under 10 grand that's in a drivable condition that's it's no. insane
1: if you can find one yeah yeah
0: Yeah. i mean you you could find them because they, you know they a me, man yeah yeah <laughs> totally because you know everybody uh, but no they're hard to find i have i you know like i said i actually have a filter set up on auto <laughs> <laughs> for any time you know there's an Auto-search. 86 out yeah. uh they're hard to find man but Um, no I agree with you it's like they hit and when they hit hard like they all get scooped up
3: yeah exactly and you know what I find that I I don't know I always joke about it with some other 86 guys that one day we're gonna beat the Peter Jackson um, option (laughs) you know trying to buy this OEM USDM A86 with like, you know, ugly <laughs> bumpers and, you know, four by four suspension. We want to pay yeah. like 50 grand for it. Yeah, you know? totally. It's not that crazy to think that that might happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I agree. That totally could happen. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to down, like even S13s, I mean, like you're buying rust buckets here in Ontario and they're like way over inflated from like, I remember I bought an S13 once. I liked it, but it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. 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 And, um,
0: you didn't you like, like the fun truck fun? motor uh, okay, it was kind of
3: fun because you know i don't know yeah fork, right? yeah yeah but uh yeah the, the price is gonna they're going up in price just because of the uh, popularity of drifting but i know that everybody already knows this and like everybody that's recently getting into drifting or discovering that bmws are the way to go I mean, you can get an E thirty six, E forty six.
1: Right. Stop right there, Joe. Yeah. Don't okay, say no, anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you can see. You know, it's like no, 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 no. Kijiji Autos and Auto Trader just like started getting drained. <laughs> They're
0: That's all okay. gone.
3: 86 is yeah, a burn them in front of everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you my, value of my cars will increase like, Absolutely. you know, quadruple. Form, you Absolutely.
0: Know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, like, it's a popular economic, t- you know, it's, it's a tactic. You know, you could go out corner the market by just buying all of them. <laughs> exactly. Well, and to the thing is, what you are saying with, like, the S13s is, like it comes also down to scarcity, and a lot of those cars don't exist anymore. People have completely written them off. uh You know, in Canada, they get ruined by rust. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting for you to, to hear you say BMW is actually not at all where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to maybe go like the BRZ FRS route, which
3: oh, that's going to be in a couple of years. In a like couple that's years. Exactly what the was back in the late nineties. Yeah. Um, we're going to find in like, you know, 2020, you're going to see people buying BRZs yeah. and FRSs all day long right. and well, putting whatever into
0: And I've always said, and you know what, this is like, this is free money for anybody who's listening right now, if they, <laughs> yeah. if they can afford to do Stockpile it. Stockpile them. But <laughs> I mean, you know, FRS totally. But when you look at, again, you just like the economics of scarcity and you look at BRZ it's 10 to one for every frs sold there's one brz and yes i'm biased to subaru i have a lot of love for (laughs) Subaru, but that's but this is just pure numbers and i mean all i've ever wanted to do is just buy one sock it away in a in a barn somewhere drive it you know make sure it stays lubricated and you know it, it gets driven a bit but take it out in 20 years, it goes to Barrett Jackson and you're like, it's a, it's a, you know, 4,000 kilometer BRZ. You're like, what? That was a $25,000 car. Why is it going for $60,000? Pure
1: museum, museum fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. But, um, and you have... said E36, E36, E46? Yeah. I, basically, yeah.
3: Even I, I acquired a new, uh, sort of winter beater that the girlfriend drives every day and, and her daughter does donuts in. But <laughs> <Right. laughs> so we bought it. We bought an E thirty six four door. Nice. And it's in immaculate condition. You know, yep. thanks to my buddy Justin for keeping it nice. Oh, Sweet. Um, again, a, a buddy of a buddy kind of deal, like you know, trades that are not even going online. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah, I got an E thirty six, and it it feels kind of like an E eighty six in a lot of ways because it's light and it's very very. Almost like archaic, and it's got that tactile feel. To
0: really, it. yeah, like a super yeah. visceral. You yeah, feel, connected exactly. road, right? yeah. feel connected to the road,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of tons of potential. My girlfriend hates it when we talk about oh, what are we put in this thing, and she's like. <laughs> the one that's car, in it. But it is like you know something I always entertain, and like honestly, when I get home and I'm unwinding and I'm reading up on these sort of things it's new it's a new foray for for me um because i've been sort of like in this 886 world yeah and i get to do research you know uh, online and find out well, what does it take to do an ls swap into an e36 yeah there you so, go wow yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: blasphemy <laughs> no, I, I don't,
3: you know you know me i got a honda motor in my race car yeah totally I, i'm a purist to some point but at the same time I I am accepting of a lot of cars. I also work at a hot rod shop. I mean, like, I love cars. No, no Doesn't kidding. Matter.
0: I didn't know that you worked at a, at a hot rod shop. You just, I, like, uncovering all yeah. of these different <laughs> <things>. <laughs> I work
3: at Performance Improvement Shop. <laughs> uh, right, right, we right. we do, like, you know, we hop up different cars. We, we help our customers build up really cool, most of the time hot rods, but, like, a lot of import guys come in and buy their turbo stuff and cool, yeah. And their uh, you know, hoses and lines and fittings and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And they come and talk to me. That's the cool thing.
0: <laughs> I've always, I always shout out because I've taken my car a couple of times. I haven't, I haven't really done much at all to mine, but um, it's always nice to have. You know, super knowledgeable guys. I found it super rare to be able to find someone you really trust when you go to a shop too. Um, obviously, you know, shout out to Jover. Uh, high performance improvements to be able to go. <laughs> I, you know, with me, with Subaru, I've always been like super connected to, although I don't, I haven't gone a lot. You know, I really trust the guys at Toge Tuning. They're awesome. Oh, They've yeah, got some awesome wicked, guys, yeah some wicked time attack cars that are just like, it's awesome to see proof in the guys who drive their cars daily and at the track that can like actually stand behind them. Mm -hmm. Um, So David, I'm going to put you on the spot. What, what, what? Oh, you actually want me to answer the question, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, I mean, I'm interested, I'm interested to hear what you think. I mean, it doesn't even have to be necessarily, um, Doesn't necessarily have to be related to drift, but like in terms of what you've been seeing with uh, with like with fitted, but also obviously your in-depth knowledge of seeing like you're seeing hundreds of hundred plus cars at your shows. Um, Like, where do you see like what's like the next little niche? And you can you can lead everybody completely astray and say like a Hyundai Veloster (laughs) or something.
1: (laughs) Oh wow! Um, I don't even know. I mean, like I kind of feel like every year someone always surprises me. Yeah. And um, they get a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more crazier, sometimes way too crazy, but that's right. if that's their cup of tea, that's cool. Um I've seen cars that are like literally undriveable and show up like on trailers, which is totally cool again. It means it's, yeah, yeah. it's your project, it's your passion. Yeah. Um but um I think um bringing it back to to Pat and what his garage has been doing like mm. like um like Miro, one of his his customers has just been basically like modifying like these 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 marks that basically no one's considering you know like we've got the the, the old school camaro yeah, that's on air thing. yeah world aka right. world war z yeah. right yeah. yeah i saw some yeah. photos of it yeah Fucking and that car crazy. made it to SEMA too right which yeah. is which is a huge thing for toronto
0: what sorry he he was down at SEMA with yeah. that car yeah the
1: last SEMA, it was uh it was it was brought there right i it think they yeah
3: yeah
1: so that's a huge thing for toronto and canada in general no um, kidding and uh um, and he's he's doing another he's doing another car um it's not really um a secret or anything but i think it's a challenger it's yeah. a dodge challenger yeah, yeah It's a Hazard Challenger. Wow. yeah Yeah. another thing slammed on huge wheels so he's kind of like literally pushing the that envelope but and you know the is, awesome
3: like i know that there's these like pro touring enthusiasts you yeah know, yeah he kind of fits above that and um you know there's these guys that are into restorations and stuff Mm -hmm. and like numbers matching and make sure to keep it all pure yeah i'm not about that i think it's cool but no the rest (laughs) of like (laughs) like you
0: said like the pro touring like the resto mod that that to me is like that's that that makes me happy when you see somebody who's like taking that car like sure they modernize certain components of it i think like cooling and brakes makes a lot of sense to modernize (laughs) but um, yeah, seeing what he's been up to is wicked, wicked. I hope he listens to this because I would love to get him on, well, we'll and, him on Facebook and, and we'll just tell him. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll tell him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and shoot the shit with him because uh, yeah, it's certainly been impressive since I started kind of like looking at what Sirius Garage Works has been up to over the last couple of years. Um, do you guys ever get out to any of the like? Because I know. The whole like the whole dead machine crew and you know pat sear and like even just like some of like the events i've seen some of the footage from is fucking hilarious <laughs> it looks awesome uh and again bummed that i've missed uh i think last year's i can't remember the name of the event um oh fuck it's escaping me anyways um it looked like one hell of a good time I and mean, there's a lot of gopros like out the uh, out the windows maybe you saw some
3: of scott miller's videos his uh Name is Doc Banger on uh, on uh, Vimeo. Okay. But yeah, some of those videos, like, that was like the most fun time we ever had. And he would record, like, he was out there every time I was up for a session and had his GoPro out the window and Scott's a BMX rider, right? So yeah. I would always joke around because he he's also a plumber, so he'd make copper piping <laughs> for, for his rig. And he was holding these rigs like out the window with his with his arms, and I'm just thinking, man, I gotta make a logo for you, man, if you want to make a production company. <laughs> yeah, they would just be like biceps and forearms <laughs> and holding like, yeah. cameras. It's <laughs> <That's> wicked. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah, those videos are pretty cool um but yeah dave i mean like you were talking about you know uh where it's going yeah i I mean like
1: like you know people like that just basically just like choosing like platforms and stuff that we never like i never even thought someone would consider you know yeah when i think of camaro i think of muscle car or something like very stereotypical like how they would modify it yeah yeah but yeah world war z like represents like everything against like what you would expect like that thing has carbon on it it's it's air assisted it's got these massive wheels i don't even know the specs what i mean
3: three fifty five 355s in the back yeah
1: Jesus. like that i wow. mean k filters are replacing the headlights right <laughs> so i mean like it's it's, it's all yeah done. It it, it, it's it's awesome i love yeah. it yeah i love it um so i mean like um yeah, uh, I can't wait to see what the the challenger is all about next year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's under the knife right now from what I understand. Oh yeah.
0: man. That's that's super cool. I, I even I even saw some like photos. I thought he he's done some 86s as well.
3: Oh yeah, Pat Through-Through has been a 86 guy. That's how like they're yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. of his customer
0: guy. cars though. Yeah. I saw like some like creeping in the background of some of the photos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was yeah. like some what the
3: fuck is guys, that? guys like they they I mean, one of his customers. He's uh through and through an '86 guy, but he's own, he owns a bunch of cool cars, including Porsches and Ferraris. But oh wow, he always says even his name on uh, on social media is '86 forever. Like that's <laughs> his like fanboy, like his favorite car of life, right? That's wicked. Yeah, and it just goes to show. I mean, like you know, there's a lot of passion poured into that project, but also yeah. like you know he he gets it. Like there's it's funny. I remember telling Pat one year. You know, we were, it was New Year's, and I go, man, you know what? I'm glad I bought the right car. I got to meet the right kind of people, you know? Mm. you you get people with diverse backgrounds, but the common thread is we all love this certain type of car. And I found that because you bought an underdog sort of car, mm-hmm. that um, you're kind of humble and kind of, like, grounded. Right. Whereas if you bought a Ferrari and it's your first car, I don't know how good of a person you would be. Yeah, right. Not to, like... <laughs> Not to like uh, you know stereotype, but yeah, you know, are you like people you know buy cars to like buy that respect instead of right. earning
0: that respect? Yeah, or you show up at your first like drift day in a Hellcat, and you've never <laughs> yeah, and, and you've you've literally never gone sideways in your life before. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy doing? Uh, No, I think you're right, though. It's like, you know, you meet a lot of people. uh, You know, my my relationship to that is most certainly like through the Subaru community, super tight, like super grassroots too. everybody's there to like help you out. It sounds super familiar to like, you know, what you've got in terms of like the drift community, what you've got in terms of like the fitted community, too. Um, and I find that it's just a really fulfilling thing. You know, when people ask you, like, why are you so into cars? Like, the, everyone has this perception of car guys as being, like, meatheads, knuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, we're, you know, there's a, it's, it's interesting to find a lot of like-minded people. And, like, we get passionate about what we do. And, you know, it's all about being fulfilled. So um, I think that's probably a good place to, uh, to cap it, guys. Um, maybe before we go, I'd love it, you know, you guys... Plug all your social medias where we can find you unfitted. Like, like, give us the you like.
3: Give me in a cave, guys. Uh, you sure. Is <laughs> Pull up list the list out of your pocket. Come on, no, I don't got that.
0: No? Where can we, Dave? Where can we find you on um, Facebook and Instagram? Yeah,
1: I think um, all of us, all of our social accounts are just literally called Fitted Lifestyle. So mm-hmm. if you go on Facebook, it's Fitted Lifestyle. Um, that's our Instagram account too as well and actually our website so fittedlifestyle.com yeah it's a nice site yeah oh thanks um, and our next event for 2017 will be our 8th annual one and that's May 27th 2017 it's usually the first uh, weekend immediately after the May 2-4 weekend cool yeah and that's usually considered like our pseudo local season opener just because the weather gets better and people are now taking their toys out and stuff right and, right, right. And
3: May's around the corner I know my oh it's so close there. no yeah. kidding yeah get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, working on it. Yeah. Yeah. it yeah where is it
1: where is it going to be hosted Um, it's in Brampton and um it's at the brampton fairgrounds um cool. it's at 12942 Heart lake road Wow. And it's about five minutes away from a four hundred series highway, so oh, that's it's, awesome! It's, it's so easy to get there. Yeah,
0: make it. Yeah, I look forward to it. I Definitely yeah. want to come out and yeah, uh, for sure. Check I'll, it I'll out. S-
1: I'll send you guys some passes and just come check it out.
0: Right. Maybe I could do a uh, maybe I could do uh, a live recording, not a live broadcast. Do a live recording, and that if you've got a sweet. couple cool people there lined up, we can like shoot the shit and you know run a couple of uh, episodes with some interesting people. While I'm Yeah,
1: there. let's do it. Let's do it I'll for do. sure.
0: Cool. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, I'll you. I'll be there. Jover, where can we find all of your fucking awesome photos of your 86s honestly
3: like, i'm so easy i'm like i'm jover like how many jovers do you actually know you can yeah. google jover and then you might find one corporate site but you'll find me so if you right. want to start somewhere at jover right on uh, right. instagram is mm-hmm. the easiest mm-hmm. way to find me i mean i could plug everybody's website but i feel like uh it's so much easier to just know the people that I associate with yeah totally uh, like finding it organic and it's so cool they
0: got to earn it when they know you yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, i'm just giving that up for free
3: yeah, all my friends out there are giving you high fives i mean like you know and all the new friends i'm gonna have because of this podcast you know big high fives to you too yeah
0: yeah appreciate it appreciate it guys no this has been awesome um uh like i said at the beginning of this it's wicked that you guys stop by can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your uh, your evenings to be able to come and do this, and uh, we'll definitely do it again. I've got like everybody who's come is you know they all kind of want to come back, and you know we'll uh, we'll definitely talk yeah. about the progression of your cars and the progression of what's going on with fitted
3: with for sure. That, Trevor, you're gonna come into my car and do some donuts at the skid. Time. <laughs> I <You> know, that- <laughs> I really
0: hope I really hope that I do. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're pretty
3: good. Like you know you don't need to wear a giant geriatric diaper. right now. No 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 <laughs> yeah, you can. Right? You can, you can <laughs> swing
0: that thing around as much as you want. I got to actually – I got to do a pretty wicked hot lap with uh, ACP at Rally of the Tall Pines a couple years oh, yeah. ago. And, and wow, that was like was a real weird. bladder test. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> but anyway, David Jover, thank you so much. Thanks, Trevor. David Jover, thank you so much for, uh, for coming by. Uh, that is episode 16 of the Bucket Seat podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the bucket seat. You can find us on Twitter at the bucket seat. You can find us at the BucketSeat.ca. ca um, and just google it. the you know the the bucket seat podcast on Google, that's all you'll find. Um, make sure that you uh, both rate us and uh, give us a review on iTunes. Um, we're also available on Stitcher. so if that's easier for you in your car, uh, check that out. Um, and otherwise, stay tuned for episode seventeen. That should be coming up uh, before the holidays. Uh, And thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace.